I'm Tom Zalatni. And I'm Tafara Jemian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's There's no no such such thing thing as as bad food. food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We encourage you to take some time today, and every day, to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. So welcome back, folks. It's another new week here on No Bad Food, part of another new year here on No Bad Food. (laughs) Are you back at work this week? Are you back at school this week? Are you back to life, back to reality? Oop, there goes gravity. Are you back in black? Are you men in back? Are you Burt Bacharach? Hey, Tom, I got a question for you. What's up? What do pickles, hair care, and household cleaning have in common? Pickles, hair care, and household cleaning. Mm -hmm. Are they all connected in some deep way to today's topic? They're all connected in some very superficial way to today's topic. Oh. In that today's topic can cover all three of those categories. Wow, wow, wee, wow. Let's get into it. So today we're talking about (laughs) rubbing pickles in your hair and then throwing them on your counter. What you might not know, companies that make products are going to hate me for revealing this. Four out of five doctors agree it's good for your hair. Dentists hate them. But if you mix pickle with hair oils, it creates a perfect cleaning solution (laughs) for very little price to you, the consumer. So if you listeners are a little bit smarter than Tom, you might have figured out that what we're talking about today is vinegar. Vinegar. Now, vinegar is a solution that contains acetic acid. Acetic acid is the thing that gives vinegar its classic fragrance Hmm. or pungency. (laughs) It is generally distilled from fruits and veggies and can be distilled to various purities like white vinegar, which is extremely, extremely pure, you know, water and acetic acid, to things like balsamic, which have much more complex, shall we say, impurities that give it a robust and um, uh, nuanced, complex flavor. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. Yeah. What do you know about vinegar? Yeah, I mean, this is interesting because when we decided we were going to talk about vinegar today, at first I was like, oh, hell yeah, I know so much about vinegar. I love vinegar. And then I thought about it. I was like, no, I don't actually know anything about vinegar except Mm -hmm. that I like it and Mm -hmm. I like a lot of different kinds of it. And what I know is that vinegar is wet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that vinegar is acidic, Mm -hmm. sour, you know. And often, but I think not exclusively, vinegar is related to something having been kind of fermented. Yeah, I mean, vinegar is often used in brines, mm-hmm. and you get vinger, vinger, you get vinger through get fermentation. Vinger. Yeah, I think the first vinegars were wines that went bad, right? right. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> red wine vinegar and and white wine vinegar are wine that keeps fermenting. 
essentially, yeah. but in the presence of air instead of without the presence of air. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know all the chemistry of that. We did not get a chemist today to talk about vinegar. If you're a chemist who wants to come talk about vinegar, that's cool. You can do that. Yeah. How many kinds of vinegar can you name Okay. okay. without looking at Wikipedia? Okay. You got your standard white vinegar. Mm-hmm. Good on French fries. I'm in Quebec. I know, we, I we know. have to give a shout out to vinegar on French fries. It's yeah. a thing here. Balsamic vinegar, mm-hmm. the Italian classic. Red wine vinegar. Mm-hmm. White wine vinegar. Very good. Uh, I'm not just guessing that that exists. I, <laughs> it does exist. Yeah. Uh, rice wine vinegar. Mm-hmm. Now, this you could argue is also a red wine vinegar, but Chianti vinegar and Sherry vinegar mm-hmm. both exist mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I mean, any wine. Like, there's also champagne vinegar, right? Yeah. You can just like, yeah. Yeah. I think those are the main ones, right? You got your 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 wine vinegars, your rice vinegar. Did your you white remember vinegar. apple cider vinegar? Apple cider vinegar. That's the one I'm forgetting. Yeah, yeah. apple cider vinegar. Very popular these days. Although, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, it was not super popular, and yet my family used it because hippies. Yeah, yeah. I think that's <laughs> it. I think that's all the ones that I can think of. I'm sure there's others. Because, like, anything can become oh, a vinegar. There's so many kinds of vinegar. Yeah. There's so many kinds of vinegar. Um, and that's kind of, like, one of the things that's really fun about it. So the nice thing with vinegar, I mean, I think one of the really nice things, culinarily speaking, um, in addition to just its tanginess, which I do want to talk about because, sure. yeah, yeah. like, that is something that I think, like, vinegar gets slept on a lot. Sure. For something that probably most of us have in our pantries or at least in our homes, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I personally don't like to use white vinegar for cooking. I know that you and I <laughs> disagree on that, you <laughs> Hungarian Quebecois, but <laughs> I mostly use white vinegar for cleaning and household sure. things, which like you may too. I personally find that like vinegar has as much variation and terroir as like anything else you can use. It's like sure. cheeses, you know, like I if I have my way, if I have like the money for it, in my pantry, I have balsamic vinegar, red wine, white wine, apple cider, like a high quality apple cider, rice mm-hmm. wine vinegar, at least, sure, at least yeah, those yeah. five. Like those are my pantry staple vinegars right. that like if I feel like my pantry is stocked, I have all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the flavors are so different. Yeah. But the other really nice benefit, which we t- touched on briefly earlier, is preservation. Right. And I think that's kind of historically one of the benefits of vinegar has been preserving things, uh, pickling things. And that is the acetic acid that's in it, which mm-hmm. is 5 to 8% uh, acetic acid in most vinegars. And it is, as we mentioned before, produced by fermentation of sugars, often fruits, but it can be any sugars. Mm-hmm. Do you know about the mother? Oh, God. Is the mother like... Is it similar to how the mother works with the scoby and the, the mother, the mother, and the kombucha? Yes, it is. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But what it's called, and I think this is going to make you really uncomfortable. Are you ready? I'm never ready. A non-toxic slime uh, composed of acetic acid bacteria and their cellulose biofilm. I do not like non-toxic slime. Well, I guess I like non-toxic slime more, more than, than I toxic like toxic slime? slime. But I yeah. don't like like just across the board. I don't like slime. I'd like to go on the record. So once you have the slime, then it, 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 you know, helps the fermentation keep going. And so a lot of the time when you're like a hippie motherfucker, like when you're looking at like Bragg's apple cider vinegar, which I get a lot of the time, it says mm. with the mother. Ah, with the mother. With and the that's mother. how you know it's like crunchy and raw. Mm. And if you have the mother in your bottle the of mother, vinegar. The mother. 
then you can start a cult, vinegar cult. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe that's what Pence was really talking about when he called his wife mother. Slimy biofilm? If you have the mother in your jar of vinegar, does that mean you can then make more vinegar with it? Like, it, does it work the same way that like sourdough starter or kombucha works where you can keep going? I think it probably does. I don't know anybody who does that, but I'm sure there are people who do that. Sure, sure. Like, I think you could probably just add more apple juice to that and let it keep doing its thing. Mm. The bacteria need sugars to feed on to keep going. Like, that's why you need to feed your scobies and your sourdough starters. Yeah. Yeah. Now, vinegar itself is fermented to be created. Putting things in vinegar is not automatically fermentation. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that makes like sense. Like, pickling and fermentation are different processes. Right. But you do still often use vinegar and fermentation brine. Okay, have I info-dumped vinegar at you long enough? I think you've info-dumped vinegar for a decent amount of time there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, 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 okay. (laughs) So I'm curious, what do you think, because I kind of am willing to assume here that probably like pure white vinegar was not the first vinegar that people were using for things, right? Yeah. Wine vinegar, I'm guessing, I think wine vinegar. Yeah. I mean, still the main vinegars are wine vinegars. Do you know when white vinegar was invented? No. Okay, I'm curious. Look it up. I, I, white vinegar to me feels very much like a product of the Industrial Revolution, but maybe it's vodka vinegar. Is it vodka vinegar? This is interesting. I can't find specific dates for when like white vinegar came to be. Is it a grain vinegar, though? I think white vinegar is a grain vinegar. Yeah, it is. It is vodka based. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah, white vinegar could have arisen any place where grain liquor is more common, right? Like, like in your homelands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it seems like, from what I can tell, white vinegar, just like any other vinegar, came up around the same time, like five thousand years ago. So. Yeah. 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 And I mean, like, yeah, it is a thing that happens. So like, okay. People have been juicing things since time immemorial because it's a way to get liquid out of it, which is nice, especially if you're somewhere where water is scarce, but maybe you have nice drought-hardy trees that produce juicy fruits, Yeah, not the gum. And as my father was fond of saying when people would claim Jesus never drank alcohol, if you store grape juice in skins in the Mediterranean sun, you get wine. And then if you store wine long enough, you get vinegar. Yeah. So it really is. I mean, I think vinegar is probably a testament to our um, commitment to not wasting stuff. Yeah. That's really what it feels like to me is that it's like, okay, once we figured out wine or beer or or vodka or whatever Mm -hmm. the alcohol was, or juice even, it really can't have taken long for us to accidentally have stumbled on vinegar and been like, ooh, you know, this is like not pleasant to drink anymore, but I bet a little bit of this would taste good on something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it is. I mean, acid is one of those things that like, in my opinion, is as important in the cooking process as salt. Um, Or fat or heat. Yeah, okay. Look, I wasn't going to tie it specifically back to Samin, but if you want to, she talks a lot about vinegar and she's very smart. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's it. Like acid is great and important and adds a depth of flavor to things that you wouldn't get otherwise. It also like macerates and cooks. So in addition to acid being a flavor compound, Mm -hmm. it also 
chemically changes food mm. the same way salt does the sure. same way cooking does right. um if you've ever made like pickled red onions mm-hmm. for your tacos you notice they get soft and it doesn't take very long because the acid breaks things down right or if you have something like if you have like a ceviche which right. is like commonly done with citrus because it tastes nice yeah but i mean you don't always have access to citrus sure you can do that with vinegar you can cook things yeah with vinegar and then like kind of that comes into pickling and preserving right and that is a fun little thing about it and i think it's probably something people figured out pretty quickly because i think we've been making pickles for a very 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 long time yeah well and also like can't stress this enough we've not wanted to throw stuff out because Mm -hmm. we can't afford to but also we've like kind of fucked up at preserving things for a really long time too right like that's that's the thing that i love about vinegar as a as a product is that I, it's guaranteed the first person who made vinegar did it by accident. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, oops, I let my wine go bad. But wait, my wine didn't go bad. I can still use it for something. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can use it for something amazing. Yeah. Like that that kind of thing where I feel like as, as humans, we screw up, you know? Mm-hmm. When our screw-ups can still just chemically be turned into something good. I love that. That's the thing I love about food. Yeah. You know, sometimes that, not all the time, certainly, (laughs) certainly not all the time, but sometimes. I always wonder how people figured out like fermentation and pickling. Fermentation less so because I can see how that happens by accident. That yeah. you like store your cabbage in a crock and then it turns into something different. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, Bill ate that and didn't die. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, the dog got into it and didn't die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Or we were desperate um, enough and it actually tasted good. Yeah, yeah. No one died. Um, but with pickling I'm always very curious about yeah. how that happened. Yeah. I mean, probably as a preservation thing, right? Like, probably. But like, why vinegar? My guess. Taste? Yeah. I yeah. mean, my guess on that is it's probably easier to get the amount of vinegar you would need to submerge a cucumber than it is to get the amount of salt you would need to submerge a cucumber. Mm. And also a cucumber that's just been sitting in salt for like a week that's is a not going to taste. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to taste as good as a cucumber that's been sitting in vinegar for a week. It just isn't, right? <laughs> so, like, I think... Probably at some point it was out of necessity of like, okay, we need to preserve this cucumber. I'm using a cucumber yeah. as an example here. Yeah. This thing we need to preserve for a week. We have a lot of vinegar. Let's try it out. Mm-hmm. And then it tasted better and they were like, okay, cool. Let's let's rock with this. Or I wonder if it's even like, if it even like came from a salad kind of thing. Mm. Where like you had your little salad dressing where you put vinegar on it because it tasted good. Right. And then the next day you're like, this is something a little different and it still tastes good. And then, like, it lasts. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Well, and I, I I, suspect, like, again, it's one of those things where I would not be surprised if the initial making of a pickle, like a gherkin-ass pickle, mm-hmm. was not with the intention of seeing what it would taste like and more with the intention of, like, will it preserve this cucumber for a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And I could see them being like, well, if wine can, you know, handle becoming vinegar... And then the vinegar just hangs out as vinegar for presumably eternity. Then, like, presumably vinegar will preserve this cucumber for a bit, too. Mm -hmm. Let's try it out. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. I really like pickles. And, I mean, who brought us the humble pickle? Vinegar. Yeah. I thought I I was going to say the Jews. Well, sure. I want to talk a little bit about the different vinegars, though, and their different properties. So, like, we've talked about what it is, and we've talked about how it perhaps came to be, and how it perhaps came to be used. (laughs) Um, But let's talk about some of the different kinds, because 
we've established that they've probably all existed as long as each other. Yeah. And your people use white vinegar and my people use red vinegar. I also think vinegar is more common in places where citrus doesn't grow readily. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, like, yeah, if you have like loads of lemon trees, if I had loads of lemon trees, I would probably not keep as much vinegar. Yeah. Fair. Um, although it's a lot easier to have some vinegar than to juice a thousand lemons. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, I don't know that I would want to put in the effort to have the amount of lemon juice that I would need for something. Now I'm curious about lemon juice pickles. Probably decent. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but vinegar. No, there's no but vinegar. I mean, it can be used for for cleaning yourself. So you've already established that (laughs) there's five main types of vinegar that you like to keep in the the pantry. Would you be so kind as to show us your pantry? Yeah. And by that, I mean, break it down for us. Tell us about them a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yo ho. <laughs> so I think I've talked about my salad dressing on this show. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about the ajemi and vinaigrette. Oh, yeah. Ad nauseum. <clears throat> that I need a balsamic for. And like the nicest balsamic I can afford. Uh, we could do an entire episode on balsamic and we probably should at some point. We because, will at like, some point. Balsamic is its own huge category of wine. And like most of the balsamic we get here is not actually balsamic. However... That dark has this dark, almost molasses-y flavor to it. Um, It's really sweet as far as vinegars go and just has like this round, full flavor and a really like luscious mouthfeel. And in a vinaigrette, it's just like, it's beautiful. Sure. Uh, So I love that. And like a really good balsamic tends to be aged a little bit longer than your standard vinegar too, which gives it a little bit more sweetness and gives it a little bit more thickness as well. Yes. So I think, I think what I have heard from the snobbiest of the snobs is your balsamic isn't balsamic unless it's been aged a hundred years. I, that's not true. (laughs) Like that's an exaggeration, but there is like a... There's a cutoff. There's a cutoff point. Yeah, it has to be aged a certain way. We can we can get yeah, into this can, at some point. Yeah. I have tasted the like the balsamic. Yeah. Like basically what it is is like a lot of European products, there is different degrees to which you can honestly call something something. Yeah. Uh especially within Italian food, uh and balsamic is one of those things where like you can get the balsamic vinegar that has been being made in the same place for like hundreds of years that is aged like absurdly long time in these barrels and becomes like thick and crazy delicious Mm -hmm. and you can taste the wood of the barrels Mm -hmm. and like when I tried it I was like this is the closest that I will ever get to drinking whiskey again (laughs) because you really you get the same kind of thing that you get from a good scotch yeah and it's like two hundred dollars for like you know, Man, a quarter of a cup of that's it. That's like the know? balsamic I want on fruit. You yeah. Know? Like I don't even want to mix it with anything. No. I just want to like dip bread in it. Well, that's it. That that balsamic, yeah. if ever we own a bottle, is going to be exclusively for like fancy little appetizer things. Yeah. Because you don't yeah. want to, you, you almost want to only or eat just it pure. dipping back at it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But there are balsamic vinegars that are like in the style of that that are still legitimate. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, still yeah. delicious and made using similar techniques and everything. Yeah. They just aren't aged for as long. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, and they're good. There's just for, a yeah. reason that they're like, you know, $20 for like a liter instead of 200 for, you know, 200 milliliters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like wine, right? It's like you can get a nice drinking wine yeah. at an affordable price point. Yeah. But if you have the really good stuff... You know why it's really good stuff. Exactly. For me, the the thing with balsamic is really 
it hits like on the tip of the tongue. Sure. Like balsamic has a it, that sweetness really like picks it out. Whereas with some of the more astringent vinegars, it's really hitting me in the soft palate. Mm. And it's really kind of like going up my nose a little bit. It's like a much um, higher feeling. Sure. Whereas balsamic is like hits the tip of my tongue and then is really soft all the way back. Yeah. Um, and that makes it just a really pleasant eating vinegar. Like yeah. it is, it's a great beginner vinegar. If sure. you are not getting into vinegar... Um, it's the vinegar that I use in salad dressings and our, well, one of our kids will eat the salad dressing mm-hmm. uh, and loves it, right? Yeah. Like it's got that sweetness to it. Yeah. Well, that's it. Balsamic is, it's sweet and it's full bodied and it's mm-hmm. like, it's got a very robust flavor Yeah. that a lot of other vinegars, they'll have a little bit of flavor to them, but it's not the point of them to be the most flavorful. Exactly. Whereas balsamic has really been especially the expensive stuff, has really been crafted to be flavorful. Yeah. First and foremost. It's like the others, I think, prioritize the acid. Um, a little bit more almost. Argue I mean, a little bit more, yes. Yeah. But if we're going to talk about wine vinegars. Sure. So like red wine and white wine vinegars. Uh, I said I like to have both of them in my pantry. They serve yeah. different purposes. Red wine vinegar uh, is thinner, redder, and more acidic than balsamic. Yeah. But it still has a complexity of flavor. Absolutely. It is still red wine vinegar. I really like it for um, for like summery salads. So if sure. I'm making like a bean salad or like even, I mean, in the summer, I'll sometimes make it for like a green salad. Like, yes, I have summer and winter vinegars. It's very nice if you're doing like a like a like a chopped like a confetti salad kind of sure. thing where it's really crunchy and you want something really bright. Mm. Um, it's really beautiful on that. I also really like using it for maceration for for uh, vegetables and sometimes even fruit. Sure. White wine vinegar, also acidic, but um, it's kind of a mellow acidity. Like sure. it's not sharp the way mm-hmm. a white vinegar or a cider vinegar is. Well, it's. It is to to red wine vinegar as white wine is to red wine, right? Like it's yeah. There, it, the comparison between the two is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just mellower. It's more delicate. Yeah, it's a little um, fruitier. It's a little fruitier, and it's just really nice to have around. Sure. Uh, one thing I didn't talk about actually yet is marinades. Sure. Um, and it's actually red wine vinegar I really like for marinades. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we have the superstar acetic acid where it's not only adding flavor, but it's also breaking down. If you use it for meat, right. it's going to break down those proteins and render it more tender. Right. Yeah. Red wine vinegar I really like for marinades. I find mm-hmm. that something about its its sharpness, the fact that it's more liquidy means it can like permeate better sure. in, yeah. an, in a marinade. But it's just the nice balance of like flavorful and subtle. Yeah. To really, really shine in a marinade. That's it. And and a thing that I like about like wine vinegars is just like you can pair a good like glass of wine with a meat when mm-hmm. you eat it, you can pair the vinegar with the meat in the vinaigrette. Oh, hundred percent. Rather in the marinade. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's like if you would use a bottle of red wine to make like a beef bourguignon, you know, to stew your beef. Maybe take that as an indicator that some red wine vinegar would be a nice thing to marinate your your beef in beforehand, you know? Yeah, for sure. I also really like white wine vinegar for veggies. So Mm. like 
if you're gonna hit your bean be- your bean beans, wow, my God, I can't talk tonight. No, if you're gonna hit your bean beans, if you're gonna hit your green beans with a vinaigrette, uh, white wine vinegar is really nice there. Sure. I mean, I also love balsamic for those things. Like for me, steamed broccoli with a balsamic vinaigrette is just yeah. one of the most beautiful things you can eat. Absolutely. But yeah, white wine vinegar is really nice for like dressing vegetables. And personally, I think if you're gonna eat vinegar on your fries, if you have to do that, use white wine vinegar. Sure. Because that, that nice. is going to be a more pleasant eating experience. <laughs> Listen, the the Quebecois thing of pouring white vinegar into the little brown paper bag of fries, yeah. and dumping a bunch of salt in there and giving it a shake. It's not even the most delicious way to eat French fries by a long shot. But there's something about that experience that feels homey and right to me. It's ritual. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Isn't it traditionally malt vinegar? Uh, it could be. Okay. It might be, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think a lot of places don't use malt vinegar because it's like the cheapest white vinegar, vinegar is, is really, white vinegar. Really yeah. Cheap. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what about, we got two more, right? Yeah, we, got we got two more. Apple cider vinegar and uh, rice wine vinegar. Yes. Rice wine vinegar, applicable. I mean, I, I, I make a fair bit of Asian food and I like to have rice wine vinegar for that. So if I'm making a teriyaki marinade, I'm going to use it in that. Uh, if I'm like doing a stir fry, I'll deglaze the pan with it. I use it in dressings if I'm doing like more of a like a sesame oil kind mm. of dressing for a salad. If I'm doing daikon, like pickled daikon or something like that, I'll use it for that. It's mm. a very, uh, it's very light. It's very smooth. Mm-hmm. And again, not too acidic it yeah. is acidic it's acidic enough but you know i mean again like yes we can compare it to sake it's a little sure. bit sweet it's a little bit mellow it feels almost like more hydrating in a way interesting than the okay. others i don't know to be something about the way it is hmm. the way it tastes sure. and it's very smooth to me it's very smooth in mm-hmm. the same way a balsamic is yeah and um if you have a nice quality one you can get cheaper ones that are <laughs> less nice yeah it's interesting to me like The thing that kind of is hitting me while we talk about the different kinds of vinegars is I think if you're ever in a situation where you're trying to decide which one to use, like likes like a lot of the time in food. Yeah. If you, which is a very confusing phrase, but I like it. I like that like likes like. I like Ike. If you're making something that's going to be like served on rice rice vinegar might go really nicely with it yeah you know because yeah. it ties it together a little bit yeah i don't know that that was just a thought that i had yeah. there but. well and similarly so if we're going to talk about cider vinegar mm. honestly i use cider vinegar much more for my hair <laughs> than i do for food um, well that makes sense because you eat a lot of apples in your body <laughs> and probably your hair is at least part apple as a result of that <laughs> I went through a period where I only washed my hair with baking soda and vinegar. Sure. Works really, really well. Um, but I then got over it. But apple cider vinegar used as a rinse just makes your hair really... Well, any vinegar, but apple cider vinegar just is like the least bad smelling. Like it makes you smell least like a salad afterwards, you know? <laughs> so it's good for that. Sure. It's good for that. Uh, but I like to use apple cider vinegar with pork. Sure. Which I like to cook with apples also. Right. So it's really nice for that. I also use apple cider vinegar a lot of the time. Um, I'll use it for anything where I'm using like sweet spices. Apple mm. cider vinegar pairs really nicely with that. So I do it when I do that like spiced lentil salad in the yeah. summer. I use apple cider vinegar in that and maple sure. syrup. Like anything that feels kind of like, I don't know, homey, earthy, like. Like it wants apples. Like it wants apples. Yeah. Like food that's a little bit orchardy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's nice in that. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I'll also use it uh, to make buttermilk mm. when I don't have buttermilk. So at this point in my life, sometimes I just buy buttermilk because sometimes I use enough buttermilk that it just makes sense to sure. buy buttermilk. If you do not cook with buttermilk very often, but say you come across a recipe and you're like, ah, oh, damn, I have everything in this recipe except for buttermilk. Do I really need to use buttermilk? Can I just use my regular milk? So like, yes and no. You don't really need to use buttermilk, mm -hmm. but it's nice to use buttermilk. It adds lift. It adds just like a little bit of funk. It's, it's a nice thing. You can add a tablespoon or two of vinegar to your milk. Just take your regular milk. And this works with a lot of plant milks as well, um, if you are a plant-based babe. Because like you're not going to find plant-based buttermilk necessarily. But you will find plant-based apple cider vinegar. True. So take a tablespoon or two, chuck it in to your milk. I would say start with a tablespoon, and if it doesn't seem to be mm. doing it, add another one because you don't want it to be too acidic. Right. You don't want to have to have too much of that vinegar punch. Leave it at room temperature for like five, ten minutes, and it will thicken. Um, it will curdle because <laughs> that's what happens when you put acid in milk. Um, and that is your buttermilk, and it works just as well in baked goods. I, I, I mean, just as well. It is a it is an it is a perfectly adequate substitute sure. for buttermilk. Yeah. I really I'm a big fan of buttermilk, and that's very handy. And I usually use cider vinegar for that because again I find uh, or rice vinegar because I find the flavor the least offensive. Sure, and the most sort of close to like lactic acid, which is what we're mimicking with that. Right. If you keep citric acid in your kitchen, you can also just use like a little teeny sprinkle of that, and it'll work fine. Yeah. Shout out to citric acid. One I of those things that's acid. like, it's it sounds crazy and and sciency, but it's not that crazy and it's not that sciency. I started having citric acid powder, I think, because I tried to make bath bombs once, and then mm -hmm. I just decided I would rather spend ten dollars on a bath bomb from Lush. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it was not worth it for me personally, which is really saying something because usually I will just make stuff. But mm -hmm. anyway, but anyway, now I have it in the pantry and it's really nice, and it will also take um, hard water film off your hair rinse your hair with citric acid it's a powder. good chelating treatment if you buy those fancy like the the ion hair clarifying treatment it's basically just citric acid so you can just save yourself some money Wee. or rinse your hair with vinegar well speaking of uh saving some money and uh rinsing your hair let's go to the mid-roll <laughs> If you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you use so that you never miss an episode. While you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Cider Vinegar Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of January, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. There's literally no other way to turn zero into six. So if that math is exciting for you, go do it. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. Hey, do you like being part of clubs? Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, you like you like being part of clubs. Yeah. Do you like when those clubs are related to the podcast that you like? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Do you like the idea of supporting creators that you like their content and being part of a club of people who also like that? No, not really. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you like us and you like being part of clubs and you like supporting people making the things they like and you want to support us making this, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash nomadfoodpod. This show is entirely funded by support from listeners like you. We get no money from anywhere else, frankly. Uh, I have a job. <laughs> I mean, it's a podcast. We oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we true. have no sponsors is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we both have day jobs, obviously. <laughs> yeah, a- a- apart from our day jobs, we get no money to make this show. Uh, we do it entirely out of the love in our hearts for each other and for this project and for you and for food. But it'd be nice to make a little extra money for it so that we can, uh, you know. It would be so nice. Yeah, we can do merch and we can do, you know, advertising and things. If we had a budget, we would do so much. Yeah, that's the thing, <laughs> folks. So look, if you want us to do more, you can give us money. <laughs> and the nice thing that's exciting about our Patreon is that you get to request topics for episodes of the show. So you can force us to do an entire episode about balsamic vinegar if you wanted to. You can also join our Discord server where we chat about the episodes when they come out and share pictures of food and that kind of stuff. And you can get access to the No Bad Food Recipe Club newsletter where we send out new recipes to try and share with your friends and family. So if any of that is exciting for you, or if you just have a couple bucks a month burning a hole in your ball, your wallet, in your ball pocket. <laughs> money is <laughs> Listen, if you've got too much money in your balls and it's just burning straight out of there. <laughs> if every time you pee, money comes out and it burns. Go head to the to, doctor. <laughs> please go to the doctor. Be warned, he will probably try to put his hand up your butt. Um, <laughs> but you know what's cheaper than a trip to the doctor? And a, pro- uh, and a prostate exam patreon.com slash no bad food pod you can give us a dollar it goes a long way prostate is just a little change press. <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh. do you ever have that thing where like you tell people you podcast and then they're like oh wow how much money is there in that and then you just have to be like <laughs> none yeah there's no money in that you want to give me some Give me money. We just we just did a whole bit about putting money in your balls. <laughs> Surely that's worth something to at least one of you. Hey, uh, you know you know where else you can put your money? Where your mouth is by voting in the Munch Madness 2024 uh, nomination and preliminary voting round. Munch Madness is our annual food bracket tournament, and uh, our nomination form and preliminary voting round are now live. You can hit the link in the description to cast your vote for which foods you think deserve consideration in this year's tournament. Um, last week's episode, we broke down some of the uh, options and some of the front runners. Uh, currently, <laughs> for a little update on that, uh, the four front runners in the uh, the People's Choice category are uh, the potato, okay, the pickle, yes. Rice. Mm-hmm. So three things we've talked about already today. And uh, Mountain Dew. No. <laughs> this is such a stupid <laughs> shit. Mountain Dew still has uh, the most votes out of everybody. No! <laughs> Which means uh, if nothing changes between now and February, Mountain Dew will be the number one seed in the <laughs> People's Choice bracket. Oh my god, what uh, are you people doing? I'm losing my mind. Um <laughs> In fifth place right now, we have smoked salmon slash locks. And in sixth, we have uh, crisps, crumbles, and cobblers. But it's still very much anybody's game. There's still most of a month left to cast your votes. Have I gone insane or were there Mountain Dew pickles? If there weren't, there could be. 
we could we could make that happen nope. probably mm-mm, mm-mm, that's not what i meant that's you not, spoke it that's, into the world no that's not what i meant you spoke that's it not what i meant uh in the write-in category uh front runners are curry salt sausages soup and breakfast sandwiches uh with a little shout out to butter for making mm-hmm. itself known as well so you know make- if you think vinegar deserves to be there go stuff the ballot box listen Pickle's on that list already. You could pickle you could, the ballot box. You could get behind pickle. You could keep, keep voting for Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, God, oh my God! What what's happening? Done? What's happening? Sweet Jesus! What have I done? Click the link in the description. Make sure to vote. You can vote more than once if you want to. <laughs> Created a monster. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. Okay, so here in the latter chunk of the show, here in the show's butt. <laughs> All right, folks. We're in the show's rear end. We Woof. found some money. We've reached the ass end of the show, folks. And uh, <laughs> in this part of the show, uh, I want to ask Teffer a simple question, and that is, what's your favorite vinegar and your favorite application for it? You know, how do you, how do you like your favorite vinegar? Okay, this is not going to be a, This is easy. This is easy. Can sure. you guess? Is it salad dressing? Yeah, and so it's... Balsamic? Yeah, it's balsamic. Sure. It's balsamic. Balsamic is is the vinegar of my youth. Balsamic mm. is, you know, it's the first vinegar I loved. I love it in salad dressing. Sure. I love it on broccoli. I love it um, used in marinades. It's just, it's so beautiful. It has such mm-hmm. a nice flavor. So, yeah, if I only have room for one vinegar in my kitchen, it will be balsamic. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. You can do a balsamic reduction. You can do beautiful things Ugh. with that. Yes. Like you said, like it is like a good scotch. Yeah. I want to do an entire episode on balsamic at some I point. I think we should do an entire episode on balsamic. Because like, oh my God. it's really... Also like sometimes the moon is balsamic. Did you know that? I didn't know that. The moon has a balsamic phase. Wow. Yeah. You know, I keep my spare change in my balls hammock um <sighs> my favorite vinegar to turn the question around on myself or my favorite application of vinegar i guess because really any vinegar could be used for this is pickling i really yeah. like as much as i love a good balsamic i think if i were picking a vinegar on its own balsamic mm-hmm. hands down but in terms of like my favorite application thereof ooh, maybe mustard actually Oh, I forgot about mustard. Mustard is a sneaky one because yeah. mustard has vinegar in it. And I do really love mustard. And vinegar but, is a very important part of mustard. Yeah, yeah. But this just brings me to pickles again because a lot of pickles have mustard seed in the yeah. in the brine. So I think that's it for me. I think it's pickles. Yeah. I think it's got to be pickles. I love a good crunchy pickle. Yeah. 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 I mean, the pickles. The children yearn for pickles. The children yearn for pickles. Yeah. All they eat is pickles. They're they- starved of any real food like milk and bread. Instead of... Just like whiskey to the Irish man is the pickle yeah. to the Jewish child. That's about how it went, right? <laughs> Something to the uh, to And you are both yeah. of those things. You are both drunk and Irish yeah. and a pickle-loving Jewish child. And the thing is, I'm sober now, so I got to lean real hard on the pickle Oh, is that, why you're, is that why you're going <laughs> That's to be converting. a Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> I can't be Irish anymore. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Um, no, but I mean, you know, I love a good pickle. And and pickles would be nothing, literally, literally nothing, literally without vinegar. That's true. So here's to pickles. Here's to pickles. Here's, here's to, vinegar. to vinegar. Okay, I have one final thought on vinegar. Tell me all your thoughts on vinegar. This is a negative story. Get that shit out of here. This no. is no bad food. No, it's not bad about vinegar. Okay. But when I was pregnant with my first child ten years ago, I had just the most abominable 
heartburn. I mm. had the worst heartburn. It was worse than my heartburn with Toby because she sat higher up. Mm. So she was just squashing my stomach. I had the worst heartburn. I had morning sickness. And I would get heartburn and then the heartburn would make me throw up and then I would have heartburn because I threw up and it was miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, because everybody in my life was a goddamn granola-eating hippie, they would say, oh, don't go to the store and buy Gaviscon, a thing that actually works for heartburn. No, no. What you need to do is take a shot of apple cider vinegar and that will shock your stomach into not producing as much acid. And so I would take a shot of vinegar and that shot of vinegar would make me throw up and then I would have heartburn because I had just thrown up a shot of vinegar. And I tried so many vinegars and it wasn't good and it didn't work. And don't do that to your friends. Don't. Don't do that to your friends. Guys, you don't need to drink apple cider vinegar. I don't know why people are telling you to drink apple cider vinegar. Just eat yeah. a goddamn salad. Like, you want some, you want the benefits of fermentation? Eat some kimchi. You don't need to do that to yourself. No, you really don't. You don't do that. It's the only time that you should be directly in, in just consuming vinegar on its own is if you get the $200 extremely aged, thick, delicious balsamic. I mean, unless you love doing shots of vinegar. If you love sure. doing shots of vinegar, mazel. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Have yourself a pickleback next don't, time you go to the bar. Or whatever. Ugh, but don't make your pregnant friends drink vinegar and tell them it's gonna harvest up their heartburn. Just get them a bottle of Gaviscon. That's it. This episode is brought to you in part by getting your friends a bottle of Gaviscon. <laughs> Getting your friends a bottle of Gaviscon, a, a friendly and effective solution for pregnancy heartburn. We're going to introduce a new thing here at the end of the show. It's a new thing that we're doing where, you know, a lot of the time on this show, we have guests, but also a lot of the time on the show, it's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And a peek behind the curtain, sometimes we have a lot of trouble deciding what's for dinner. And similarly, sometimes we have a lot of trouble deciding what's for podcast. True. On the weeks where we don't have a guest. So... To facilitate that for ourselves, to let you guys in on the action a little bit, to to have a little fun with it, we're turning it into a game. Those of you familiar with my long and storied history as an internet content producer (laughs) might remember back in the day when I had a YouTube show where we would pull audience-submitted questions out of the back of a turtle. Which I think was longer ago than the first time I was pregnant. It sure was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that turtle is back in our studio (laughs) now. The one and only Koopa. Uh, His shell is plugged with a stuffed garlic that's an onion onion that's clearly an onion oh they're alien the same to me that uh, was for gab wasn't it? that was for gab <laughs> shout out to gab when we take out the onion inside of this turtle shell are a bunch of foods topics very small pieces very of food. small pieces of food yeah uh and i figure at the end of every episode let's pull one out all right and that'll be the topic next time you and i are alone together in this room all right <laughs> get ready the first one in here is butt stuff okay <laughs> Would you like to do the honors? Ooh. Let's place 20 questions. Okay. It's related to what we talked about today. Is it pickles? No. When you say it's related to what we talked about today, is it something in which vinegar is an ingredient? No. I think I gave you a terrible hint. You might have, honestly. It's salt. It's salt. It's okay. Salt. That was a terrible hint. It was a really bad hint. Yeah. Good Lord. Because salt fat acid heat. Sure. But it was a really bad way of phrasing it because really I'm did. real tired. All right. So there you have it, folks. The next time Teffer and I are alone in this room, we'll be talking salt. 
all the applications maybe thereof. Maybe we'll even let you in on it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll just talk about salt in this room. That's and it. Not record it. No, exactly. We're going to sit down and have a heated debate about whether or not salt is good. That won't be very heated. No. All right. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to us talk about vinegar. Yeah. I wish we had done salt before vinegar so that we could say we did episodes on salt and vinegar. Now we're always going to have to say we did episodes on vinegar and salt, and then we'll be the same. Hindsight's 2024. Thanks for listening to No Bad Food. Want to join the conversation? Hit us up on the socials at No Bad Food Bod and individually at Tepper Bear and at Tom's Alatni. If you liked this episode and want to help us make the show even better like vinegar does to cucumbers, head to patreon.com slash no fad food papa. No fad food papa. Head to patreon.com slash no bad food pod and donate. For as little as $1 a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Chantal H. Gab, Thomas, Erica, Andrew, Chantal, T. David, Mallory, Sarah, Nell, Carol Ann, Rachel, and Aslam. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. If that's exciting for you, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and make it happen. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Hey, did you know that we have merch? No. We do. You can get a hat, like a, a nice snapback with our logo on it. Ooh. You could get a shirt that says Strawby Bobby Hoggy Doggy. Ooh, a little baby tee. That would be so cute. You could get a little a little baby tee. A slutty little Strawby Bobby Hoggy Doggy t-shirt. I know you want one, Julian. There might even be a coin purse available in there. Oh, God. All at our merch store, the Podcavern merch store, from our lovely friends at the Podcavern Network. You can hit the link in the description for that. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach, goddamn granola-eating hippie Ingles, and our cover art is by David, money is short of the balls, <laughs> Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last but not least, this show was produced by Tom Zalatni and Tepper Ajemian and edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Podcavern Network. <laughs> I live with Tom 100% of the time, guys. I have this going all the time. On purpose. On purpose. <laughs> you can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podcavern.com. See you next week. Check your Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes a little time. It takes a little time. No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. Hello, folks. I'm Katie. I'm Vinny. And we host the Learn Real Good podcast. It's a comedy podcast about science. It's also a science podcast with comedy. Each episode, we interview a science grad student about their research. And we keep it casual so you don't need to be a nerd to follow along. We also share some of the latest science newts. I think you mean the latest science news. Well, people need to hear more about amphibians. I agree with that. So look us up on your favorite podcast source and learn learn real good. good. Presented by the Podcavern Network. Uh, close enough.
What Mega Man boss would make the most terrifying kaiju? I, for one, want to be the first to welcome our new kaiju overlords. How would Adam Sandler fit in the MCU? I injected myself with the Green Goblin serum. Oh! Debate This is a podcast that asks the questions about your favorite video games and comics that no one is asking. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you download podcasts and on social media at Debate This Cast. None of it's that is so mind control. Though. It's so close. It's not it's, so close. It's, it's,